Seventh Avenue Pizza, the official pizza of the Soda Pod. The Soda Pod, the official beer and hockey podcast of Seventh Avenue Pizza. From the land of sky blue waters, welcome to the Stotopod. Ishidromi here alongside the state of Hoppy. And thank you for joining us wherever and whenever you are listening. How's it going, man? Feels like it's been forever. It's just because of taking one week off. Yeah. I didn't shoot anything, so it wasn't worth it. Uh, wasn't, a, okay. wasn't a fun opening weekend? Well, I mean, it was fine. I actually saw a ton of deer the first morning, but it was like nothing big enough that I cared enough to shoot it. Mm. And then from then on out, I just didn't see anything. Oh, man. So, oh, well, well, that's, we got two in the freezer though. I just didn't shoot them. Oh, okay. I was going to, I was just going to ask, did you guys come up empty handed, but it's good. The got one that weekend, and then my dad got one like the following. So, oh, well, there you go. There you go. All right. not, not the worst opening. Uh, weekend just unfortunately nothing nothing uh nothing shot by you there yeah oh man wild can relate i was just gonna say the poor minnesota wild uh time of this recording just just fin- just wrapped up playing the dallas stars and i i don't know why like usually in those type of games i like i almost like lose attention but in this case i was like fascinated of like how poorly they played and i was just like I don't want to be taking any more notes criticizing them, but like, how much more can I fill this this page with? And then I just kept watching and watching and being like, "Oh man, there's more and more." And yeah, the wheels the wheels kind of just fell fell off on this one. Yeah, it's definitely the car crash you can't look away from. Yeah, but uh, they're, they're losing we... in exciting ways. At least, <laughs> yes. kind of. Like, I was kind of, I was kind of. I was rooting for like a San Jose demise and be like, all right, can we get to 10? Can we get to 10? <laughs> mm-hmm. Which impressive, by the way, uh, two nights in a row. We talk- I talked about that in the last episode, but uh, you must have been laughing just watching that Pittsburgh game eh? against the San Jose Sharks. Being like, I can't believe it's happening to <laughs> two consecutive games in a row for the Sharks. Oh, I, I told everyone I actually bet on the Sharks, not only because the odds were like stupid high. But also like hedging my happiness. If the if the penguins had been the ones that were first to lose to them, I wouldn't have been able to handle it. Oh yeah. And then of course Philly ruined everyone's fun because it could have been Edmonton being the first to lose to them, which would have oh, just right. been something. I that that leads us into a topic. So I'll just real quick here abbreviate it happy hour because you are not partaking. Uh I tried forever to save this for you, and you literally never see me in person it's all virtual even though you live in minnesota (laughs) so i finally busted this open because i was honestly a little worried about opening it now so if it kept on going it would have been even worse we've got ninth life conclusion Uh of the drecker fest series um a rum barrel aged tiki sour which uh of all the ones that we went through in that segment with uh god bless jordan that was actually a ton of fun and turned out way better than anything that you and I make. But this is the most like true sour of them. Like this okay. is the one that's actually got the sour tint to it. 
but it, it's still like pretty good, like fruit flavor, tropical pineapple, but it's definitely got that like sour punch to it without being the like face melter sour, you know? So mm. it's definitely still drinkable for me. Okay. Um, is that, do you think that's your favorite one out of the, no, out of like the series? The, no, there, okay. there were some really good ones actually. I was going to say the, what was it? Like the blueberry. No, you liked that one. Yeah, the, the lavender, basil blueberry, shit, lavender, blueberry yeah. lavender. Mm, that, no, that one I like. That, that was my that I think was, my was my favorite one. That was like bottom three for me. No, oh, I off the top of my head, <laughs> I know I liked the raspberry rocky road. I know I liked the uh, trail mix. Oh, yeah, that one was really good too. Yes, Saturn one, the Saturn one that was like just straight juice. Yeah, um, the Respato one. So those were definitely my top four, but I feel like there was one more that I was pretty big on. And then there was three that I just did not like. And the one you named is one of the three. So oh, Jordan loved the Thin Mint one. Oh, my God. I mean, he definitely liked it the least, but I did not enjoy it. He went through like every every phase of grief. I was. Yes. Quite literally. Oh, that could be a T-shirt. All right. No. Chuck that one away. That's good. Um. But we were talking about the uh, incompetence of the Edmonton Oilers and pretty shocked by this one, actually. Uh, but you can break it down for everyone. What occurred here? Yeah, the Edmonton Oilers before American Thanksgiving, I might add, fire head coach Jay Woodcroft. And I, I, will, I don't think I'm as surprised as you. I'm surprised it happened so early. I figured if another week or two, then then I'd be a little bit, I guess, less surprised. But for me, it was just like they had to make they had to make some sort of change. A trade wasn't imminent. I guess it's kind of hard with that roster right now to move things around. Given, I guess maybe the 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 GM's confident they haven't got the best out of them yet. I, I don't know. But um, should, why would not do it after you get embarrassed by the Sharks? They then came in and literally fist fucked the Seattle Kraken, and then he gets fired. That is what blows my mind. Uh, again, it's just that it's so Ken, Ken Holland to make a move that's kind of out of left field like that. So, But you know what I mean? Like, like uh, that I'm is okay true. Firing him. I am not opposed to the notion that he hasn't lived up, even though I think there's a lot of flaws in the roster that are the GM's fault, not his. Uh, namely, goaltending, right? I still think Jay Woodcroft has made some errors, especially you look at him being the guy that decided he was going to completely change their defensive systems to match those of the Boston Bruins last year, because they were a record <laughs> best team and clearly it didn't work and he never changed back. So like that was batshit crazy to me. And I don't agree with a lot of what he did in the forward group, but the blue line and goaltending have been horrendous and I don't know what he can do to coach them out of that. So, but yeah, my, my big issue is you get embarrassed fire him they choose not to i'm like okay they're going to give him a little bit of leash which i think was fair yeah but then he dummies a team and they're like all right peace out like that's got to be kind of weird for the locker room it 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 totally is Um, he he probably thought he was safe at that point too i mean i don't think so but i mean i'm i bet he is shocked that he got fired right after that game unless they told him before the game Yo, doesn't matter what happens here. You're done. They again, it's 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 Ken Holland. So so who knows? But I would sure. imagine that 
that's what happened. And they probably got confirmation from the the new coach. And then we're like, okay, but we just, we, we can't get him here in time. So, and they probably didn't say that <laughs> to, to Jay, um, you know, so clearly, but they, they probably told him like, look, this is imminent. You got one more game with us. And then we're, and, and if that's the case, then whatever, I get it. But it's still we we won't ever know. I don't think unless no. Jay speaks on the subject. But uh, you know, m- most oh, people keep it pretty professional. But I think everyone knows though that the hyenas that are the Edmonton media they'll ask the hard questions. They'll get the answers. <laughs> as as uh, Leon Dreisaitl has demonstrated over and over. Which goddamn, I am half obsessed with those interviews, and I half just feel bad for the guy because they're clearly targeting him well, and. One thing too, like I, again, like I, I like how you poked fun at that, but like I, I don't even think they can get those interviews from him because they just don't have a good probably relationship with him. Like, say what you want about like the Vancouver media, but I like Penny Holland. No, I mean, I don't know. As Some far as are, like, like explain to us why this happened. Like, he just had a good game. Why was he fired? We told them beforehand that we had already found a replacement. This is his last game. <laughs> That, that's not a bad thing to say. Like fans no. would actually be like, oh, that actually makes way more sense. No. Like if you no, were I, I, a I, team I, and heard it that way, would that not be better than no, we just didn't like what we saw that game either. No, like, no, what? I, I agree with that. I'm just saying, I don't think they're going to get anything spicy from Jay because Jay Woodcock probably is just like, yeah, fuck you. Uh, I don't think media. I, I don't ever want to talk to you again. I I'm think, good. I think he's gone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm good. Like I'm not, well, I'm just saying like, for example, like Russo probably has, you know, he has a good relationship with guys who are not even in Minnesota anymore, but who've played, who've played there and can still like get stories and, and things like that. Whereas I imagine, <laughs> I imagine the Edmonton media, most of them, not all of them, but most of them uh, burn a lot of bridges. And nah, Matheson's got a lot of people in his corner. Oh yeah. Geez. Yeah. That's other freaking loser. media members and apparently Ken Holland, but that's about it. <laughs> oh man. But yeah, just bizarre, but yep. Oilers got the change. And if we look back to the St. Louis Blues of 2019, two moves is really all it was to change the team. Yeah. And this one, they fired the coach and they got a new goalie. Do we think that the Edmonton Oilers are in the market and even in a position to acquire a new goalie? I think they have to. But can they? They ain't gonna, they're not going to get a top, top goalie. They're not going to get a top goalie, but they can get a goalie. <laughs> they can get an NHL goalie. Somehow. So throw a name. Like, what do you mean a goalie? Like, what? Oh, how low is that bar set? Oh man. Again, I didn't. I didn't put together a list, so I, I no, won't no, even throw no, a name. I, but I'll say like like someone no, who's okay. at least not, like not one. As far as money, like, give me a player who is of the caliber that you think like it. It needs to be at least this good. Um, man, is it a starter or is it a backup? No, it it can be a backup, but someone who's capable of playing like a one B role in 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 a pinch, you know. Hmm. That that's just kind of the that that's, and that will be enough for now because with well, it should be anyways. If you look at the team on paper, it should be, but but right now, like I don't know. There needs to be some sort of stability. If you bring in a guy who's even played like 30 plus games in a season, a few, even if it was a couple of years ago, but you know, who, who's been entrusted in that role. And again, like I haven't, I didn't take any notes. I didn't even prep a list, but now I'm, I'm going to be intrigued to, to kind of do so. Um, 
but yeah, and I know it's it's never easy to acquire a good goalie. There's there's only one top goalie position on every team. However, we've seen the musical chairs for backups quite a bit, and uh, it's again, it's not going to be easy. But they they have to. There, there's no way that a coach is going to save this team if they don't have at least something back there. Um, speaking of the the new coach though, Chris Knobloch, uh, interesting tidbit about him. He actually was Connor McDavid's old coach when Connor McDavid was with the Erie Otters of the oh OHL. God, of course it fucking is. Yeah. So uh, he's boys with brought, McDavid. They brought in Connor Brown, and that worked. So yeah, yeah. He actually was OHL coach of the year. You know that that was a joke, years. right? I <laughs> know. I know it was. <laughs> okay. uh, OHL coach of the year uh, when he was coaching. You know, Connor uh, Connor McDavid, but <laughs> but, <laughs> but I just want to point out the year prior, twelve wins. Okay, mm-hmm. coaching the Erie Otters, uh, McDavid well, joins the team. You've got to be bad to get McDavid, right? No, I know like, McDavid joins the team. Fifty-two wins. How are you? <laughs> yeah, but that's a, like the stupidest metric for like judging a coach. Like, oh, we were dog shit. Got the best player and then became good, but yeah, it's because I'm a really good coach. I know, but that, that like is a... talked, that's just like how I talked about Everson back when, like, oh, weird, we got unreal goaltending and Karel Kaprizov showed up. Wow, you're a great coach to turn around this team. You like, and that's not taking anything away from him. He didn't do a bad job, but it's like, why is he a nominee for the coach of the year when those two things had nothing to do with his coaching? Yeah, yeah. No, he did win a championship with the with the Kootenai Ice of the WHL two years prior. Got brought into a very much rebuilding Erie Otters team. Strom, they got McDavid, they got a few other good players as well, and they just took off there and they had a good run. So familiar with them, he was uh, the Philadelphia Flyers assistant coach, 2018-2019, and he's been the head coach of the Hartford Wolfpack um, since 2019-2020. And right away, bringing him up. So uh, maybe, that maybe tells, that tells me that McDavid absolutely knew. Right? Oh yeah, he must have. Like he must. Like there's no way they're just hiring him and being like, we assume that McDavid liked playing with him. So then, going back to maybe why it wasn't just like a quick change after the San Jose game, maybe there was some conversations between that time I that they're like, yeah. there's some moving parts here. We want we want McDavid's. We want McDavid to maybe even talk to him. I don't know. Right? No, like, it was, was probably more. Can we get this guy out here? Like, can he leave? Is that okay? Can he leave Hartford? Because he was their head coach too, right? Right. right. Will they give him permission? Which usually for a promotion, teams aren't going to say no. For a lateral move, they're going to say fuck off. Exactly. But nope, that that actually makes more sense. So I guess less shocked by it, but it's like, it's still just funny to me. I don't know. Speaking of being shocked, let's move to this next subject here. And we covered this in the summer. But Alex Galchenyuk, no longer with the National Hockey League, was supposed to play with the Arizona Coyotes. Uh, They terminated his contract due to an off-ice incident. Uh, Again, we covered it. We posted a video on YouTube about it. Um, Him being arrested. uh, He was intoxicated. Potentially on drugs as well. And the body cam footage came out of the incident he had with the body cam. It was like car cam. Car cam, yeah, but I think it was officially body cam, and it was just oh, and they just held anyways, it up, yeah, yeah, or or maybe it was in car dash cam, whatever it was. Um, it was finally made uh, available to the public, and um, 
yeah what just what what were your reactions for me i'll just paint the picture it was more aggressive and like evil than i thought it than i imagined reading about it uh in the story yeah i mean we heard about him throwing out threats that had ties to russia but i wasn't at all ready for what i watched and i'm sure a lot of you will take this the wrong way but like first and foremost like i hope this kid's okay like to be in a position where you're that fucking dinged up and you're throwing around that kind of shit needs some help. You see the shiner on the right side of his face too. Look like maybe he got in a little tussle or something as well. Well, I'm sure he did. If you heard the way he was talking in the car, I'm sure he did something fucking stupid and got popped by one of the police officers. I wouldn't blame him. Well, maybe (laughs) that too. Maybe, maybe that too, but maybe that's what set him off. I don't know, but either way it bad, really bad awful look good on the coyotes for immediately letting him go whether or not they had seen this footage but like i i genuinely hope the kid gets whatever help he needs but uh yeah that's uh feel bad for the cops that had to deal with that asshole yeah that one cop's like can you please stop calling me that and he's like nope and he's just like like, you're such a like Mm. but again that's uh Calm, cool, collected police officer in that um, clip. Anyway, it's easy to be calm and cool when you're holding the camera on the guy. Like, I mean, no, for I'm not sure, saying but- it's any different. But like, if you're holding up a video camera to get how ridiculous this guy's being, you're gonna go out of your way to be calm, cool, and collected. Maybe they are, and that's not like me taking a dig. It's more just like no fucking shit. They were calm, cool, and collected. Yeah, well, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm glad in that situation, anyways, because. I've I've seen a lot of uh you know I'm subscribed to some YouTube channels that it's just <laughs> some not non calm cool collected <laughs> body cam footage incidents. So. Yeah. Um. But no. Anyways, just it, I I was I did not expect uh I did not expect that to surface. Uh, I think like I forget what Twitter account I saw post the video, but it was on November 9th. I I missed it all weekend, and I saw it today when I was just doing some prep for the show, and I was like, oh my oh, god, this yeah. is out now! Wow. Honestly, so, it was like surprising to me when i saw you put it on the outline i'm like oh shit that did just happen yeah yeah so yeah so crazy um yeah like you said though i echo if if he's struggling with you know anything you know with some demons i hope he gets some help there um glad the arizona coyotes obviously made the right decision he's playing decent hockey uh out in the khl right now i saw a fucking picture of him and i just have that like you're my best friend song in my head going with him and like Yakupov in arms like the last time we were hanging out getting a picture together and the last time they I think were hanging out was uh, when they were ripping it up for the Sarnia Sting in the OHL they're drafted the same year um, both had a lot of promise coming into the NHL and uh, yeah both kind of screwed that up there so yeah yeah it was a uh... It was actually a good spit and chicklets episode listening to Brian Burke just rip Yakupov. <laughs> Dude, we're gonna have to uh so he hasn't got me the episode yet, what number it was, because I haven't listened to much chicklets lately because they haven't had guests that I cared about. And mm. to be honest, sometimes they just go on and on. Mostly talking about wit and RA, like Oh, we're going to talk about golf or travel or yeah, like, weird I, Bostonian I, shit that grinds my gears. But usually when Biz has stories, like I'd say they're it's hockey like stories, 75% yeah. hit rate. Yeah. yeah. And apparently one of late, 
was all about him going out to Wyoming with some guy that he met in uh, Florida for the uh, all-star game mm-hmm. and like literally stayed at the guy's house, went out, did some drinking, whatever. It's literally one of the guys that Joey Neto plays on a men's league team. with. Oh, no so way. May- maybe we'll have to work that out and see if we can get that guy who hosted. Yeah. The jump here at some point. That would be awesome. That would, but that would be awesome. Just like funny now. I'm like waiting for him to send me which episode it is because I want to go back and listen now, knowing I, that. Me too. Because I'm the same. I haven't listened to the show in a little while. Um, I, actually, I did watch some of the, I do watch like the cartoon, um, like clips that they post on YouTube of like some of the stories. So, so sometimes they do like cartoon versions of like some of the stories. And there's one in particular of the, uh, the Playfair story with the BC fairies. And they made that one into a cartoon. Mm. And I was telling a buddy about uh, the show and he's like, oh, I have, I've listened to it a, a couple of times. I was like, oh, do you remember this segment with the, cause he watched a lot of letter Kenny. And he's like, no, I haven't. And I was like, there's literally like a 10 minute, like cartoon version of them telling the story of it that uh, I think it's just called like chicklets tunes or something like that. And it's just, it's, it's almost better with like a visual. <laughs> like it's it's great. So, so I did I did re uh, listen slash watch that recently, but no, haven't haven't dove into the show much. <laughs> Fair enough. One of the best stories ever. Again, especially if you just ridden the fairies, because like I I can picture exactly like every area of the boat <laughs> that that he was talking about. Oh man. Oh, now I remember which story you're talking about. I thought you were like talking about his old man and there was a team called the BC oh. fairies, like a fairy, like with wings, you know? No, like, no, no, no. We, we, you're, talk, you're talking about the shit story. Yeah, the yeah, shit yeah. story in the gauges. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Yes. Yep. Nope. Yep. That, that they animated that. That is terrifying. Okay. It is amazing. It is. Am- check it out. Highly. Re- everyone listening I, and, and check it. It's, hmm. it's amazing. Hmm. I don't know. We'll see. That's that's a maybe for me. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy. Just remembering that story. I don't know if I need to see an animation of it, but <laughs> well, it's on YouTube and it's monetized, so uh, you know, <laughs> it's not as graphic. <laughs> oh man! All right. Um, sad story here, but uh, just wanted to to highlight this and, and pay our respects. Um, former National Hockey League goaltender and Czechia Olympic gold medalist Roman Chechmanic was found dead uh, this weekend at 52 years of age. And what's sad about it, his son, r- named after him Roman, uh, apparently found him unresponsive and you know immediately called authorities in for help. Um, no cause of death has been reported at this time, as the story was reported early on Sunday. Uh, he was drafted to the Philadelphia Flyers, played some games with them as a young man, and also played a little bit with the LA Kings before going back and playing uh, in the Czech Republic at the time and in Europe and uh, again, some, some great international play as well. Um, he leaves behind two sons and a daughter. And again, 52 years of age, you know, way too young. And uh, yeah, I'm interested to see, you know, more on this story as there will be more that develop, but I uh, just want to you know, pay respects to, uh, to Tetch Manic, who I remember Dylan and I, when we did stick and rink radio, we had uh, a segment, which was name of the ga- or names of the game. And, Anyways, I remember Chech Manic being on one of those segments. So that I remember that's just who why I knew who he was. And when I did some uh did some digging, I was like, oh yeah, man, we like we we totally profiled this guy on uh, on one of our past shows. So uh, rest in peace, Roman Chech Manic. Yeah, that sucks. Yeah. Uh hard right turn, but we'll take it. Uh Yarmir Yager getting his news. 
getting his uh getting his well number retired with the Pittsburgh Penguins and the ceremony is going to be in Pittsburgh on February 18th. Um I know you said you wanted to be there not going to happen but well, no, it's how not gonna so- happen. I I don't care. It's more if I was there, I wouldn't care what the price tag is to get in. I would be there. It's okay. More so no, but that's great. I was actually just going to ask you, you know, yeah, I was going to ask you, assuming, you know, you, you could, or you were there, what would be like, is there, is there a price cap for you to go and watch this or would, would this be just like, ah, depends on the seats, right? Like if I'm going to yeah. literally be in the worst nosebleed seat. Yeah. There's probably a okay. cap there, but like right now, I think the seats that I posted were listed. It was like two fifty five was get in price. Okay. I have no problem paying that for a nosebleed for yeah. that. But it, I'm not going to say that it'd be anything crazy, but it, yeah, yeah. I, I have no problem paying that. Man, well, at least like they're, they're going to televise it. No, like I would think be, so. No, yeah. that the guy's an absolute legend. They have because I want to see a that. while to get this done, and he was very firm for a while. Like not while I'm still playing, and he did really want a ceremony done over in his home country first. Mm-hmm. Sounds like they got him to budge on that. I'm sure they'll do something though for him. Is isn't he technically still playing? Like I don't know if he's yeah, suited. No, he up. is still playing. Okay, he's still I playing. I said it was a surprise that this happened because right. he always said he wouldn't do it until he was done playing. And it's sad though. The only reason that he is still playing is to keep the team afloat. Mm. It's his dad's team. Like doesn't like they're not in a great financial spot. But him playing is very helpful, obviously, to the revenues. So oh, he's, for sure. he's really only playing because he kind of needs to. Because he played he played 26 games last year, he played 43 games the year before. He and, and the year before that he played for the like the division two team of the Clado Knights. Um I just haven't I like DB and um an Elite Prospect just haven't recorded any of his stats this year. So maybe he just hasn't scored. Oh, no, it. no, Jacob Voracek just isn't submitting the numbers. Oh, uh, that that must be what it is. That must be what it is. Gotcha. As soon as the game's over, they're just going out and ripping the town, and it's like, oh shit, uh, no one scored. Sorry. Of course. So, th- so I was just curious when I was looking it up today. I was like, wait, I thought he was playing, but I mean that 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 sucks. I know that he's taken over more responsibility on the ice and off the ice with that team. Um, hopefully, yeah, hopefully they turn things around so he doesn't have to keep playing into his freaking sixties Bobby Orr style. That would not be fun. Yeah, but uh, no, that's going to be an awesome uh, ceremony. I mean, I, I like I said, I can't even wait to watch it. And I have beauty. <laughs> no ties to Pittsburgh other than, well, I just want to see them lose every time they play the Capitals. <laughs> All right. It's not happening now. Oh, I know. I know. We got to bring Hockey Troll on soon to talk about it because uh, it's been fun. It's, it's been fun listening to their podcast. Let's just he, say. No, he's way more fun when he's cocky and arrogant. There's no way that he can do that. Yeah, but right now he's just drunk all the time, and that's also fun as well. Like, dude, like, because they've been they've been recording their episodes late because I've been tuning in on Pacific time, and it's like it's like near and midnight Pacific time, and I'm like, you're still up just slamming beers, talking. Oh, because it's a live stream. I'm like, how the fuck? Oh you yeah, know yeah. they're doing it if you're no, just yeah. listening to the podcast. Yeah. Yeah. he started. He's doing live streams again on on um Twitter. <laughs> So I'm like messaging him because like, you know, you can't message li- or comment live on, on right. Twitter, which is why if anyone sees any of our live streams on Twitter, you know, Judge Buds every Wednesday, hop over to, to YouTube so you can join the live chat. So I'm messaging him like, what the fuck are you doing up right now? He's like, just sulking, <laughs> just drowning my sorrows podcast. And I'm like, oh, my God. 
But at what point do you stop being sad about it? Right? Like San Jose Sharks fans, like they're not agonizing after every loss. I have an answer. They've accepted it. When Ovi starts scoring, because then it doesn't matter if you win the game. But that okay, that's not remove the team label from it. At what point do you just accept that your team sucks and stop agonizing over how bad your team sucks for a given season? I mean, it's this like we're, where, we're near- where is that line crossed where there's no more hope? You don't think that you're making the playoffs. You don't think that there's a chance for a turnaround. Like, where is that divide? We're getting pretty close, like probably oh, the end dang. of November. I wasn't even thinking of like a date. I was more like, oh. like as far as team success or lack thereof, like, but yeah. I would say I would say Minnesota is like at, at like is the gate. You know anything like worse than than how Minnesota's playing right now? Then it's like you've That's pretty much many. already given up. Anything like better than you still have a lot of hope. <laughs> there are not many doing worse. Oh, hey, at least they're not San Jose. I don't know. San Jose will at least get a pick, and they have Kalen Addison. Yeah, the one so. they do. They do have Kalen Addison. But yeah, we should probably talk about uh, the team that shall not be named. Yeah, let's uh let's dive into it here. Um again, we just coming up we're just coming off watching the what eight three loss to the Dallas Stars. And I mean first first period wasn't great, but they were they were holding their own. They got they got some lucky bounces, but there was there was some there were some good flashes. I mean Rossi looked good, Eck looked good, but uh j- just overall what what I'm gonna do here is I'm just gonna outline some of my points, the good the bad and some of them draw directly from this last game, but also, but you know, a few of the points also draw from the last few no, games. Uh, and we the can good, decide. the bad and the Klingberg. <laughs> there we go. So let, let's just start with some of the bad. And, uh, and this, this first one actually pertains to the Dallas stars. Seven 11 is the most trashy ass sponsor out there right now. Um, next to milk. Can we agree? I don't know what a trashy ass sponsor. It just is. looks so fucking unprofessional in Bush League to have Seven Eleven because of the quality of establishment or because of the logo. Both, or, both. I don't know. Their money cash is the same, so I don't really give a shit as long as it's not like Pornhub. You know. But see, that's funny. That's Correct, funny. but you're still going to turn away fans. I don't think Seven Eleven is turning any fans away. It's just Sorry. trashy. It's just trashy. Same with milk. Why do you Probably- have milk? On your freaking helmet. It's what? Yeah, uh, Toronto. Um, and what's your problem with milk? It's just weird. It's just weird. Milk is weird. Yeah, you sound weird. <laughs> um. Anyways, let let's get, let's get serious here. Uh, Minnesota Wild have given up the first goal in ten out of their fifteen last fifteen games. And it was crazy that Lapanta had that stat right, like right when the goal was scored on them. He's right away, right away. Because he knows it's gonna happen. Exactly. Which I I chuckled, but again, it just ain't good enough. That that's that that is not good enough. You you're literally starting the game, you know, having to chase and putting yourself into a shitty position, and it's just. And it's always after that where they, oh yeah, oh yeah, we wake up, we have to play, we're, we're playing hockey, and then things seem to get a little bit better. Well, in this case. Until they got worse. Um, a lot of undisciplined play tonight 
and in the last few games. I mean, I know Minnesota Wild fans like to blame the refs. We see it on Twitter a lot. They like to release a lot of anger and frustration with the refs. And sometimes it's sometimes it's warranted, but uh, tonight it was just a lot of stupidity from... Well, I think it's shifted quite a bit, too. I think right now fans are more upset with the team. True, true. They're upset uh, with the refs when they think they should be winning. Right now, they don't think they should be winning. (laughs) But, I mean, can you agree that just a lot of undisciplined plays maybe some maybe maybe oh, cheating sure. at times when there's maybe a, i don't want to say like a lack of effort but when there's a mistake and you know trying to make up for it with maybe a stick a little extended too much and you get the tripping call or wires crossing a little bit it just seems like there's too much of that where like in every hockey game there's going to be a little bit i'll um, defend them though like and obviously like i played at no crazy high level like i didn't play past high school but I can say firsthand that if you're frustrated and you keep on losing, it's not that you're taking penalties out of frustration. It's that like you're, if you're not defeated, which some players I think do look defeated. There's others that are like literally doing everything they can to get out of this hole. And you're just going balls to the walls and it's kind of more haphazard, right? Like shit happens and it's not intentional. It's more, kind of in the line of sloppy play because you're just going and you're just trying to do stuff. Yep, I get that. I think a lot of the plays look like that to me. Some of them are lazy, right? Some of them are frustrated. But I do think that people kind of ignore the faction of the team that's getting these penalties because they really are like trying to grind their way out of this and they're just kind of catching themselves getting in trouble. No, that that's a good point. Um, however, I will not apply that to Kirill Kaprizov continuing no. to cough up the puck and Russo's even getting cheeky with it. What do you say today is like, this was the 1000th time this season that Kaprizov has coughed over the puck. I'm paraphrasing no. a bit, but he used the 1000th well, time and I was like, Oh man. <laughs> well, let, let's do this then. Bring up your favorite debate. Robertson Kaprizov. Is any fan in their right mind picking Kaprizov today? No, I'm sure fucking not. And that's not saying I don't think he'll like right the ship and get out of this and be back to his normal form. But today, if you don't make that trade on the spot, you're an idiot. Have you, I literally have on the notes here. Robertson is the Minnesota Wilds daddy. And he showed that tonight. Two no, goals. Dallas stars are Minnesota's daddy. Let's yeah. Well, I mean, he is the star of the he Dallas stars right bitch. now. But is there a team like, I don't know. Aside from teams that just go in and think they're going to beat everyone, like Dallas Stars going up against the Wild have to be the most confident team every time. And it's yeah. not, it's not like, oh, like whatever, they're nothing. We're going to overlook them. It's like, oh, we get to come in and have some fun tonight, boys. Well, because they know the fans just hate them too, right? And they know they're going to boo Suter, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. It's, it, it's, for me, it's more volatile than the Avs. Like it's more, there's, there's more of like a, I don't know. It, I feel like there's more of a hatred, and and maybe it's because of there's you know the the connection with the the North Stars, and there's just like an extra layer to it. But I think so. Suter and it just happening like the playoffs last year. I think like in a vacuum, yeah. if you pick any year in the next ten years, it's probably going to be Avalanche more often than Dallas, unless we okay. keep on facing them in the playoffs. Like I, I I agree. Right now, Dallas is worse, but I don't necessarily think that that's anything beyond the recency bias. Yeah. Um, Duchesne looked fucking good tonight too. He's been he's been looking good with the Dallas Stars. Everyone looked good. Everyone yeah. looked good. Pavelski, I mean 
it's crazy, man. He he's thirty nine years of age. He's so fun, and he. I mean, and th- look, the Dallas Stars, they're a deep team, and like you said, everybody's scoring. And, and again, they are a good team. They are a Stanley Cup contender. Yeah, but he's it's still okay thir- to listen to those teams, but you should still look fucking competent. No, 13 points in 14 games. It's just, it's crazy that the 39-year-old is second in scoring on this team. It's, it's Wait, crazy. What? It's crazy. What? He, uh, Joe Pavelski is second in scoring on the Dallas Stars. At 39 oh. years of age. It's it's crazy. I thought you were back to... When you said 13 points in 14 games, I thought you were like talking about the Wild's current points oh, or no, something. No, no, no. And then I thought you shifted back. No. Because like I'm like, that, I, that, ma- that math adds up. It's like <laughs> below perfect 500. So, yeah. Uh, now, my, my last uh, bad note here that I probably should have put in good, but it's not really a good thing when Duhame and Dewar are some of your best players on the team and tonight they they oh, yeah. were the standout players they were four checking like crazy uh they dude they were on two breakaways at one point they were unable to capitalize on one of them they scored on the other Dewar got in a fight which again he had one of his arms trapped for pretty much the whole fight ate like four shots in the face as soon as he got his arm free you could see him just like his eyes just went red and he landed three big shots there before going back to the ground um, God, who, who did he fight in the back-to-backs though because he got his ass whooped by somebody, and I'm oh, spacing on who it was. I forget who it was too, but I, I bookmarked it. All oh, uh, shit! It was the Rangers. It was. It was. Oh man, this is gonna bug yeah, me now. He got his ass beaten that one. That was not. He good. got whooped. <laughs> that was not good. Oh, it was. It was. It was Barclay Goodrow. Oh he yes, piss out of him. Yeah. Which like good for like Duhame. He's not backing down from everybody, but like. I don't know if Goodrow's a guy that he was like going and worried about. And I guarantee you, he's going to be watching out for him in the future. It, it, it's, and, and you know, shout to Barkley Goodrow. I didn't know he could throw hands like that either. Um, what I love about Dewar and Duhame though, is like, they're not, they're not even, they're not even middleweights and they're just still going out there, just doing what they got to do. And yeah. they, they tried tonight. They tried their <laughs> four checking look really good. Again, they, they were the standouts tonight in, in my opinion, outside of, and we'll get into, to the good here well, let's, let's no let's let's stick on negative talk for a minute okay M- more from the sense because it's going to kind of par- parlay pretty well into the good right i want to put together a list of who is at fault right mm. like you just you just listed doer and do they are not at fault yeah i want to talk players i want to talk you know whether that's front office coaching staff whatever and may- maybe we start there everyone knows that Dean Evison's on this list, certainly. A lot of fans are clamoring for it. Several want him fired. He's the easy one, and we'll touch on him in a minute. Is Bill Guerin at fault? Um, a little bit, yeah. Not enough to get fired. He's not on the hot seat, but the seat's not even warm. I don't think so. I think we can be we can be critical of him this year for the first time like legitimately like okay i do not agree because of x y and z like proofs in the why don't you agree uh i don't agree that this team is prioritizing size over speed right now it's not working clearly (laughs) wait you don't believe that that's happening or you don't believe in that philosophy i'm confused i don't it's it's happening and it's not working I don't Got agree it. with I don't agree with this game plan this this season in particular. Sure. 
Uh, Dean obviously just he's made some adjustments. They're kind of paying dividends, but overall, it's just it's teeny tiny. I mean, it's, it's progress, right? Enough. He has made adjustments. You're right. Yeah. And but but at the end like of the day, if, a blooming prospect out of here. Um, yeah. No, I. Uh, and I actually had uh, one of our buddies text me before we jumped on to record and said, like, I think Billy could be gone if this doesn't get fixed in the next couple of weeks. It's like, well, wow. first off, in the next couple of weeks, we only play two games. Second off, whether or not you agree with the sentiment of Bill Guerin being like fireable. Craig Leopold ain't doing shit. And mm-hmm. Leopold's the only one that can fire that motherfucker. Whereas. Dino is a lot more exposed. Billy can get rid of his ass. No questions asked. Yeah. Not saying he will, but it's a lot harder for Garen to be gone when we saw how much shit Leopold put up with from Chuck Fletcher. And right now, Bill Garen is riding through the pains that Fletcher created with those buyouts. So when in fairness, he's even remotely in danger. And in fairness to Bill Garen, it's like, what do you do when your team has the same roster? You make a move. He made a move. Now, do I expect Bogosian to save this team? No. Um, it's still early, so I'm not like being super critical yet. But again, like what I said in the opening, that's not the move that I thought you were going to talk about in the opening part of this segment. Like I said, like he is a slower aging defenseman. I know he's a little bit more, I, I guess defense. I guess defensive, although it didn't look like it tonight. All right, but uh, we, we challenge the signings, though, right? Just the timing yep. of them. Yep. He needs more kudos for bringing in Pat Maroon because that has worked out brilliantly. Maroon's worked great. Yeah. But you said um, it. You said, and I'll give you credit for this. Maroon can play. He may not be the the fastest guy, but he always he always had talent. Like he was, you know, with, even when he was with Anaheim, uh, you know, before before McDavid's winger, which obviously put up some points there. But like even in Anaheim, he, he could score goals, man. Hey, he's been a few places, huh? Um, yeah. yeah, I. He's he's not a bad player. Again, do I think that what he's doing right now is necessarily going to be sustained over the course of the year? Probably not, which is a bummer that it's happening while we're missing mm-hmm. a lot of our best players, which, uh, I mean, might as well get into that. Who among the forwards is at fault? I mean, we already talked about Kaprizov. He's not pulling his weight at all. Um. <sighs> Felino, he hasn't been good in this last stretch at all. Hartman's not really pulling his weight. Spurts every every now and then. There's like a there's a good like there's a good period or a good like <laughs> five to ten minute stretch of Hartman being like, oh yeah, looking awesome this game. But again, just not pulling his weight overall. So I would say those two for me are at the top of the list right now. Am I oversimplifying by saying that if Caprizov and Zuccarello were going, this forward group would be fine? That's literally all it is. Um, I, Boldy's no, I, still I, working his way back in a little bit, but he's looked good enough in parts. I think Zuccarello's been actually playing okay. Like he's last he's been, couple games, he's been fine. Last couple yeah, games, I'm scored tonight as well. He's on the season. He has not been all right. No, in my opinion. Yeah, I guess like, sure, I'm he gets going. in the points occasionally, but like start to finish of a hockey game, he's definitely he's invisible out there. Yeah left me wanting for sure but yeah outside of that there's really no complaints to the forward group like when you're third and fourth line you have no complaints and 
That's Marco Rossi is playing incredible, and Boldy's still playing good. Is playing well. Yeah. And you're getting fucking dummied. That's really bad. Now, obviously, we haven't gotten into the goaltending and the defense, which I think <laughs> both goaltenders could certainly be blamed if we're being fair. Now, Flurry has had a couple of good games. It, he's been Jekyll or Hyde, though. Like, he's either lights out or he is awful. And yeah, again, tonight <laughs> got out of hand. Tonight got out of hand, but for a little bit, he was keeping the wild no. somewhat in it. He. I I I I wrote outstanding, but then I was like, dude, you just lost eight three. I can't use that word. Right. But like, he was he was great tonight. But I that's have what no I want to say too, though. Like, he played incredible, but then I'm I, same as you. I'm just like, the final score is eight to three. The fact mm. that he had to play defense because there was no defense in front of him and take out <clears throat> Buddy on the breakaway, like that says it. <laughs> Z was freaking I, out. Are, oh my god! Are we in agreement Lord. that? The only two players that I think don't deserve criticism on the back end and don't deserve criticism. I'm talking holistically with what they've done. Faber and Mermis are the only ones I'm not pointing at. Yeah, me too. Mermis, Mermis has been great. Take, take, take this game, take individual moments, whatever. Mermis has done everything we expected him to do since being called up. Yep. And Brock Faber, short of the one blemish that he beat the shit out of himself for, like, He's been pretty flawless. Yeah. Everyone Not a good else, night from tonight, but again, 8-3 loss. Right, no one was right. really good tonight. Everyone else, though, directly in line for criticism. We we haven't seen what we want to from Brodeen. It's kind of been in and out, but He's, he, we... He needs to be our most consistent defenseman if we're winning. He does. He has not. He has not been good this year. That, that it's yeah. It's it's disappointing. And he's ha- he's been so consistent throughout his career, right? It's maybe it's just an off year. I don't think it's like the beginning of the end because I know he's faced some pretty big injuries throughout his career. But like when oh, I think dude, of Brodine, it's not lost, a guy who's getting he lost his boy. Period. Yeah. He misses Dumba. Yeah. Very well could be. And it's okay if that lasts for a week or two, but at this point, slap him in the face, wake the hell up. He's no gone. more Dumba. Yeah, Figure he's not it out, coming dude. back. It's over. Yeah. Because you know, when you think Brodini, he's not a guy who gets just slammed around in a, in a game and you know has a lot of wear and tear at him. For you know, obviously he's faced some big injuries, so maybe that's part of the decline. I'm not going to say that that's not it, but overall, like he should be playing better, like. I feel like our expectations of him should be met and he's definitely below that bar right now. It's not even that our expectations should be met. It's to your point, well below the bar. It hasn't yeah. been close. That sucks. Middleton has been awful this year. So bad. And well, we all know about Merrill and whatnot. Bogosian not looked good. I'm still got some rope. a little bit of time to settle yeah. in, but it's been bad. And everyone kind of knew coming in. Great, he's Bill Guerin's kind of guy, quote unquote. I don't give a he's shit. He was lost. Yeah. Like, like, look early in the game. I might have been the first goal. No, no, no. First goal was power play, which was Spurgeon. What the fuck, dude? But Bogosian on one of them there, like he literally just stood, no swivel to his head, just stood in front with his stick out, staring at the puck, goes out to the guy that's right fucking next to him, and the guy buries. Like, yeah. come on, dude. Like, yeah, I don't care yeah. if you've been with the team. That's not a systems thing. That's no. you being an idiot thing. That is you just not being aware at all. And the- everyone has doy doy plays. That's fine. If I see that shit happen another time or two, I'm done with them. Yeah. Out. Yeah. 
Like, Jesus Christ. Um, but yeah, I don't know. And then the goalies, again, bad. Um, I'll be throwing it probably Monday or Tuesday onto the YouTube shorts, but I basically made a quick video about uh, about the different versions of Gus that we've seen. We'll just say. Uh, nice. Um, on the goalies topic, though, I will throw a little love to Flurry. Um, he did pass Patrick Waugh in NHL uh, history for saves um, in his last game with 25,808. So he's third in NHL history for saves. Now, it, I obviously, don't know if I care about that one. No, I'm saying, I'm just like, I don't, that was exactly my reaction too, because I was like, yeah, like that, that, that's cool. I want but, to see but how many goals played, he has in comparison to Wall. But, but he's played 20... Well, this will be his 20th season in the National Hockey League. So, like, you know, no shit, he's yeah, up there. He should have more saves than most guys, yeah. Yeah, you know what I mean? And look, again, third in NHL history, obviously, like... It's not a shot. Like, good for him, but, like, sorry, I, I, I'm not going to, like, pause and, like, applaud it. Well, here, here is a shot, because I noted this. Um, this season, out of all the seasons, except for 2005, is his worst uh, season as far as save percentage thus far. Define 2005. 2004-5. Uh, oh, wait, maybe it's 5-6. Maybe it's 5-6. Isha? What? Why? Oh, which that... whatever year wasn't the lockout. <laughs> oh, there it is. <laughs> whichever year, whichever year. That's so great, too, because like, I already knew it, obviously, but I'll never forget it because of that We Love the Hawks video, which I don't know. Have you ever seen that one? Y yeah, Joe showed it. Philly fan. Oh, so of course Joe showed it to you, yeah. yeah. So a bunch of Philly fans, for those not aware, made a video pretending to be bandwagon Hawks fans back in 2010 when it was the Flyers Ooh, against the Blackhawks so awesome. in, in the finals, and it was basically to the beat of the but it's like on an organ and they basically make up a song about how they know nothing about hockey and it's great. But then it's like in the great season of 2004, 2005, wasn't that the lockout? Yeah, homie. And then it's just like, so I'll always remember that little bit, but it's so funny. It, it, it has some pretty great parts. And then the chorus is, we love the Hawks and we'll always love the Hawks. <laughs> we just learned about the Hawks this year. <laughs> it's great because like usually that song gives me PTSD, but that one actually like gave me, you know, brought a smile to my face. It helps. Is, it helps. That version, yeah. I don't even know um, what we were talking but anyways, about before that. <laughs> but anyways, 2000, yeah. Since, oh, uh, yes, yes, yeah. You tried to say that it was 0405. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> 2005 is the last time he had a save percentage this low which was uh 89%, which is what he's at right now. So that yeah, ain't good. Yeah. But again, still, st he, he still has early. played admirably in spots though, but it's funny. Cause like when everyone was like all hyped on him after the Montreal game, I didn't think he was even that good in that game. No, it was the first, the first period he was unreal. And then in the second, and this is, this is, this is my thoughts. I just thought he honestly just started clowning them. It just looked like he was just trying to go for flashy save after flashy save after flashy save. And he got burned I a couple had times. Had to win, though. Had to win, though. No, I know. But, like, I got that vibe. And then it was towards the end of the second. He was like, oh, shit. I better, like, tighten it up a little bit. Mm -hmm. <laughs> because, like, he was, dude, he was challenging everybody. He was so far out of his crease a few times. I was like, man, you're getting, like, you're playing with fire a little bit too much. You're like, I know they're bad, but they're still talented. Like, how long are you willing to wait before we say, uh-oh, was Gustafson a mistake? Mm. 
like have have we already crossed that line for you? No. No, no, okay. no. So when do we? Uh I'll give them five How to many six more, more bad games. Like bad. Like I'm not talking like, oh, has to give up eight goals, but I'm saying like a game where you point and say you lost us the game. I would say like if if it if it's on him, like probably four more games is my Okay. Yeah. I'll give him that. I, and maybe it's just like, I don't know. Maybe I have a little bit more rope with goalies because I've just historically seen ups and downs with goalies. And even though he's he's an NHL goalie, he signed the contract, he's still young. You know what I mean? And it's like and, and we see even veteran goalies go through like ups and downs and weird things like this. So goalies, I always have a little bit of room, a little bit of extra rope for. Obviously, like the best goalies are consistent and he needs to get get back there, but um yeah i got a little bit i got a little bit more rope for him i'm not uh i'm not off the bus just yet it's i'm one of the only ones still on it but uh i'm, I'm still there so for fans that are reacting the way you'd probably expect right now like that's not even me taking a shot like no the goaltending has been bad holy wallstat talk to me it's too early, dude. It's too early. Like, if there's an injury, I am totally fine with giving him a shot. If there's not an injury, like, it, he is not the savior. It's like, and I, I will firmly, like, be on, uh, give the same stance that I was, that I was on with Rossi last year. Like, Walsh is doing fine down there. His development is more important than the team winning the cup this year because they're not going to win the cup this year. Even if they had a good, even if they were playing to their best right now, I don't think the Minnesota Wild were going to be that team. So, like, let let this guy marinate. And if you need some relief due to like we have no other option, and okay, he can get a rep or two, then then that's fine. But if you bring him up at this point, there's an expectation there for him to save this team, and I don't want that messing with this guy's <laughs> development at all. Not even a little bit. I'm with Not you. Even a little bit. Like he shouldn't be coming up yet. I know no. those fans are going to ask for it. They keep on seeing how well he's played. Just got a second shutout on the year. Like that's. I great. understand the desire. I do. I won't challenge that. You shouldn't be excited about him, and that you shouldn't want him up here now. I am just urging patience because it is not good for him developmentally. Let him get through this year. Again. And again, injury, like Isha said, spot start. Just want to get him a couple of looks just so he knows what it's all about. Kind of get the kid excited. Get that he knows the expectation there, right? Right. Because he's like, oh, I'm coming up just to show my stuff. I might even play better than I would if I came up knowing they're like, oh, shit. Like, I, I, there's pressure on me to win, you know, more than. I don't even care about that. I, the pressure I'm less worried about. It's just like, let him get comfortable. Mm-hmm. He is still playing in completely different leagues than he's played growing up. Completely different systems, which, oh, he's a goalie. Why does the system matter? It totally impacts how you have to play goalie. Like, yeah, you're not given a system that you play as a goaltender, but the way your team plays in front of you dramatically changes and shifts what you need to be doing in that. So make him comfortable. Let him keep winning. And you know what? End of the day, if he gets a couple of games, that's totally fine. But to force him up, I think would be a pretty big mistake. I don't like it. It's too early. It's too early. Yeah, I don't like it either. 
and I, 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 I'm with you, and I understand. Like the, the like Wild fans have every right to be frustrated this season. Like this, this it should not be this bad. Like no, I, I didn't have expectations for them to, like I said, to win it all this year. But I had expectations for them to be at the top of the division and be, you know, feasting on the shittier teams. The shittier I teams felt, are beating them. I felt the shittier weird teams are beating three, them. though. I I really wanted to put Winnipeg ahead of them, but I was worried about the re-signings not happening. Uh, once they did, I definitely would have put them ahead, and I still would have said Wild over Predators, but I would have accepted Predators over Wild. But the Blues, no way. The Blackhawks, no way. Coyotes, like, I'll hear you out, but I definitely wouldn't have said it preseason, you know? Yeah. <laughs> the Coyotes I, I, could have, I could have realistically seen the Wild being as low as five, for sure. The Coyotes, they've been fun. They've been a fun team to watch. They're very fun. Very yeah. fun. Last year, no, but this year, they're a fun team. Logan Cooley. Yes, um, he is sick. Um, but, so all right, let, we, let's we end talk, with some, let's end with talk, some positives. Because I well, feel like we've been... Well, we got one more big negative to finish up, though, because we talked about the coaching. We talked oh, about yes, yes. for certain players. Yes, we got one more. Thing. Dean Evison. What's your line? Like, Let's say that Bill Guerin is willing to fire him sometime this year. When do you do that? Like, do you do that after a game like tonight? Would you be shocked if we woke up or if people hadn't even listened to this yet and he'd already been fired? Uh, I would not be shocked tonight. Like was a big enough loss where you could be like, man, if it was close, then we keep it. We keep it going. But like, look at this shit. Like (laughs) this is embarrassing, especially when the goalie played well too, you know, like that, that's embarrassing. So, do you think that that is the correct move or would it just not shock you? Um, I think it could be the correct move. I'm not as, <laughs> I know some of our YouTube subscribers won't be mm-hmm. happy with this, but I'm not as like bullish. Cause I think it's, it's not all on him, but it could, it, it, a coaching change can always. And I feel like always in the first few games anyways, does light a spark. And can help the team short term. It just I I I don't even I haven't even been reading or I don't even know if there's any publications out there who've even put a list together of like who would who would be a good or who who would be a good option. Like I haven't even read any people doing deep dives on it, so I'm I don't even know who would be the replacement. There's I mean, not even Jay Woodcroft's available. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is true, but you know what I mean. Like there yeah. there hasn't even been like anything that's got me exciting where it's like okay, well, well, who's Kaprizov's OHL coach? <laughs> I mean, I know Bruce Boudreaux is looking for work, but uh, that's more oh, just man. for fans. I wish that. I wish that'd be possible. Um, he does. He is good at saving teams coming in. Um, a lot of people think that Dean should be fired on the spot right now. You know what? If they do it, so be it. Yeah. I think it makes way more sense after the road trip. Yeah, I was. I was just gonna say, if it wasn't for Sweden, I'd honestly think that totally. they would. That they could. That we'd wake up Monday morning like a new coach to get someone to go out to Sweden. And then, Oh yeah, by the way, while we're on this trip and getting there, even though we're not going to practice much, we're going to learn new systems and figure out what's what. Yeah. It's not going to happen. Obviously you're not going to do that. Let's say they had to, like you're not going to install new systems. He's going to do his best to let them play within the same framework, but it's weird timing. And this is, I'm sure Bill Guerin wants to give every chance he can for Dean to prove that he can stay. I think this could be that that last moment. And lucky you for gotta Dean. win at least one of the games, ideally both. But as long as you are competitive in both games, I think he's safe. 
put it this you way. get your shit kicked in like in embarrassing fashion like we did tonight i think he's done so you bring in the new coach yeah I, and this gives you again you got a week prior and a week after like it's going to be really weird for the wild these are literally their last right. games before american thanksgiving <laughs> he's learning um dude Billy Garen has two weeks and a long plane ride to get his list of coaches together and reach out. Do you gonna, think that he hasn't had a list together? Well, I, I think now he's going to start that, being crossing. Be I think now he's going to start being like crossing some off circling, some highlighting, being like, All right, these are the ones I've talked to. But he's going to be making some calls these next two weeks. Let's just say that. Sure. But like, don't get it confused. I'm not saying like, oh, he's had a list because Dean Evison sucks. If you're a GM worth your salt, the second he hired Evison or gave him his new contract, he still had a list. Like, you don't just not think about whose replacements. Just like if your team's doing well, you don't just sit there and say, well, I'm never going to have to make a trade. Like, that's part of the job. I think he's had a list. But to your point, maybe he's starting to actually comb through it and start weeding out the people that aren't going to be right. But yeah, yeah, I, uh, it's going to be interesting. But I think, what do you think about this trip in general? Is this good given how the team's played or is it bad? I think um, if the team was kind of back and forth, good one game, bad, bad one game, good one game, bad one game, then then it's, I would be not happy with it because it just continues to throw off an already like inconsistent season. The fact that they've been bad, it's like maybe this is a good reset. Maybe this is a time where like, they could just step away, well, obviously not step away, but like the, the travel and get their mind just off of get, get their mind more in like camaraderie and off of like the pressure and noise and everything like that. And yeah, I think given that they're not playing well right now and just something something needs to happen, this isn't the worst to have just like a lull in the schedule, a big travel day, obviously some like media things that they have to do. Um However, if they win the next two games, then traveling back and taking that week off again could be a big momentum killer. But uh, yeah, long or the short of it, I, I don't think this is bad for the team at all. I mean, it's either going to be the rallying cry or it's going to be the death of them. I think being that they've got so many Swedes, hence why they're included in this, like it's going to be a good way to kind of relax a little bit hopefully yeah and i mean a lot of fans are probably like spitting out their coffee at that like oh they don't need to relax they need to figure this shit out yeah sometimes getting back to your game is just simplifying shit and relaxing yeah and it's really hard to do that when you're going on a bender like this dude look look at two of the best players in the world in mcdavid and dreisaitl they are like very not okay right now and when you're in that kind of state it makes it a lot harder to get back to being okay and this trip, not as focused on the hockey, taking a breath, not having to go right back into another game after this demoralizing loss. Now, the only thing I'd say is maybe bad about that is you can't go in and like exercise those demons. Like sometimes mm-hmm. after those games, you come back in with a fire under you and you're going to kind of lose that. But with this big of an ass kicking, I don't know how you can put that behind you. Yeah. And they can't even have like a good practice after because they fly out. Well, Monday. As I'm you guys sure yeah, I'm pretty sure they're out already. They're in the air as you guys listen to this. So that is one thing. If they flew out like Tuesday, then maybe they could even have like Monday to like go hard practice, rest as they travel. And but anyways, 
it is what it is. Um, I think the timing of it is interesting, like we covered for Dean Evison and and the Wilds coaching potential search. Um, it's also interesting that the you know it, that they got smoked by Dallas and now have this little break. So, I think they I think they split. Um, obviously, which goalie do you want playing which game? Um, I think the first game you put Gustafson in. Yeah, you open up the game with your Swede, and then um. Okay, and then we find out whether he's Gus Bus or Phil yeah, yeah. Bustafson, or if he's Gus Bust. No, Bustafson. Yeah, that's Bustafson, the move. Yeah, yeah. Phil Bustafson. That that could be a thing. That could. Let's hope. Let's hope it's not. Let's hope. It's I not. I hope that. I hope it is not. I think they smoke the Senators, dude. Senators not even a team anymore. Dorian's not even there. They're not even a team. I'm sorry. I can't fathom you saying that Dorian's not there, and that's an argument for them not being a team. It's just that was just one. Why is there fireworks going off right now? Remembrance <laughs> Day was yesterday. Oh, it's the Canadian, bro. it's the Canadian Prince. The Remembrance Day was yesterday. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Respect the privacy. Respect the privacy. Don't oh. the monarchy. Don't respect our privacy. <laughs> uh yeah, let's hope Gustafson's not a bust. I don't think he is, to be clear. Like not a good start, obviously, and it's certainly possible. I mean, again, with the dead cat bounce stuff, like maybe last year was his dead cat bounce. It's very possible, but I think you don't have a year like that and then just forget how to play goalie. Confidence is waning for sure, but again, he's going home right now. Hopefully this is something that helps him out. Absolutely. All right, let's uh before we wrap up the show, let's end with some of the the good yeah, the good Let's let's stop people from jumping out their third floor window. Yeah, yeah. Um, speaking of another Swede, Joel Eriksson Ek is is unreal. He's one of the, he's one of the shining you know stars of this season. He's one of the positives of this season. Um, every year he gets better, and he's looked great everywhere. I have no issues with him at all uh, this year. Much like with Brock Faber, how we're saying like he's he's the the best defenseman. We can't really be critical of him. Yeah, there's going to be some mistakes here and there because you're playing hockey. But like for the most part, like he is the best defenseman. And Brock Faber right now, Eck has been the best forward, um, in my opinion. And and he's been playing area. In, in every area that he is entrusted. He's been crushing it. He's been doing his job. And it's he, just crazy that people actually were. And don't get me wrong. The term had me a little, like, not thrilled, but people were upset about the contract he got. Absolutely insane. Absolutely. That is just, like, looking back now, like, whether Steel. you thought it or didn't, if you don't look back and say, <laughs> yeah, this is a great contract, <laughs> yeah. then I don't um, know what I can do for you. He's also the 11th player in Minnesota Wild history to hit 100 goals and he's not even a freaking like goal scorer first and foremost. No, so, but he's got years on him. Like No. It, it's it's awesome to see, man. It's it's awesome to see that he can score goals, that he can be a power play threat in front of the net, that he can be a penalty killer and that 5 on 5 he can be a threat everywhere, defensively, offensively. It's yeah, and he's always in tremendous shape as well. Was a Mr. September like, yeah. So I've been I've been I shouldn't be surprised, but I am of how how incredible he's been played, or how incredible he has played night in and night out uh, for this team, even in some of these dark times. And and you know what? I'm gonna sing the same praises for Rossi, man. Like being a young guy, 
not playing with exceptional talent around him, but but guys that have, that he's clicked with and has been able to be insulated around um, on that third line, and then actually stepping up and playing with the big boys and playing damn well with them. It's just like wherever he is, whatever uh, whatever line mates are around him this year, he's been able to adapt well. I mean, tonight him and Letary played very well together. Right, Letary got a goal. Uh, Rossi set him up for that on the break, and uh, very impressed with with Rossi this year. Again, sucks that it's <laughs> a season that they're not having that much success uh, success with. But uh, it, it's cool to see him actually being one of the bright spots and being one of the guys that everyone's saying like, look, the the superstar in Kaprizov is not playing as well as freaking Marco Rossi right now. All right, but pick one. Do you want the team to be like? top three in the division and Rossi's playing poorly or do you want what's happening right now and Rossi proving that he can play? Oh man. I mean, I mean, that's, that's not an easy question. No, I mean, overall, I think you, you want the, the team to be better, but I mean, the Wilder and such I'm a, the opposite. I, I, the Wilder in such a weird case where it's like, I know they're not going to win this year. Even if they that's the thing. they're not going to win the cup and we need Rossi to be good. We yeah. do not only yeah. for, people to just shut the hell up on the so, internet but like this is the best draft pick you've had in quite some time for him to not work out that sets you back yeah yeah so like again with, with those asterisks 100 but just like black and white answer i'd rather the team overall sure if it's a be, random prospect yeah. that wasn't taken top 10 that didn't almost die that's yes. had struggles and hasn't been able to click even though he's kicked ass in the ahl and looked really good in preseasons like, yeah, sure. If we take away all of those factors that basically make this entire situation agreed, I'd rather the team do good than one player do good. That seems like a pretty obvious fucking statement. <laughs> yes. Yes, of course. Just like Billy Garen, obviously having a, no, no. a list. Yes. Right on. Right on. Um, I don't even know that one. Damn it. No. <laughs> uh, we kind of already covered some of the other ones. Zuccarello. Helping in the scoring the last few games has been good. He's Joe Heyman, better. If we're talking the whole season, no. Lately, the last few games. But it's as soon as they split him up from Kaprizov, I think he was like, "Oh shit, I have to try." All right, I'll try. Well, I have to start shooting. I think not. That too. That too. Is that he's shooting? And he? It's not like he ever had a bad shot. He just wasn't known for his shot. But like it, it's it's working. It's it's, teams probably forgot that he could shoot, and they're like, "Oh shit!" Did not expect Zuccarello to, to take that shot from. From that I play. can't believe I'm looking at this list and there's one more left that we've already kind of covered with Marc-Andre Fleury being great, you know, relatively speaking. How was Maroon not on your list before we had this recording? Um, Maroon would have been probably my number. That's a good, I mean, we, it's funny because we covered Maroon, but uh, I yeah. put him as the fourth best performer for the team, generally speaking. I would I put him have, behind. Hmm, I'm going to go in order. Eck, Faber, Rossi, Maroon. No, Those I'll leave Kroll now, and I should have put him on a list. I guess just because it was just my mind was fresh off that Dallas game too, and he was kind of sure. he was fine. He wasn't good. He wasn't bad. He was He's kind of invisible. He's he was kind of invisible in that one, so it wasn't really top top of mind. But no, like like we said, we talked about the Maroon. you know though, like that's Pretty actually sure. a like sneaky important thing too though, because Pat Maroon again, everyone says great that he's got the playoff pedigree. You know, like he's won. Three Stanley Cups in a row, no big deal. He's also part of that Blues team that literally yep. sucked so goddamn bad and then somehow made it to the playoffs and won the Stanley Cup. That's something that we cannot discount. Oh, no, for sure. 
Like he's literally an encyclopedia of how you deal with everything. What do you do in Edmonton? How do you, how do you be like a solid 20 goal scorer? How do you be an absolute goon? How do you deal with being an absolute joke to start the season and then winning the Stanley cup? How do you do playing on a perennial contender that hasn't been able to get over the hump and get into the Stanley cup? How do you win back to back? Like, how do you play in small markets? How do you play in big markets? Like, yeah, he, he, he truly is a veteran of the, like the, not only the game, but like the national hockey league on every front. What big market did he play in besides Edmonton? What I'm saying, he's played Edmonton, but he's also played in the likes of Anaheim. Right. So he's, he's seen it all. He's seen it all, which is crazy. And, uh, and he's a plus, I know plus minus is not the BL end all, but it's funny. He's a plus, he's a plus player on this team (laughs) and he's what fifth or sixth in scoring. Plus minus is like the most important thing in hockey. Oh, yes, it is. At least if you ask anyone that comments on Kalen Addison. <laughs> How do you after do this, this? After this episode, I don't talk about Kalen Addison, by the way, unless it's like a legitimate update if we're going to play the Sharks or if like something noteworthy happens, but it's he's gone. It can't be changed. Are you going to get us about it? Addison Sharks jersey? The ones they were sporting tonight were mm, they were fire. So that's the thing. I, I wish that they had slightly better jerseys. Personally, they're not awful. I like the reverse retro they had tonight. That one was seals. Mm. It's all right. I think they can do better, but Ooh, it's no in consideration. Now we do have to give him a big shout out though. He went there changing his path, not going to wear the same number. He literally chose the number to honor the most decorated defenseman in NHL history or in wild history. I didn't even see his number. He's number 33. Is he actually? Yeah. Oh, what? Yeah. So who am I talking about? I have no idea. Literally (laughs) the only player. Pretty sure only player, but definitely only defenseman that has any kind of like standing record in the NHL. Mm -hmm. He is number one at something. Oh, your boy. Um, weird. I've been excited about it this whole time talking about it. Yeah. Oh, you're uh fuck. Why? Why is his name escaping? Oh, me? this is fun. You can't even think. Oh, of this sucks. This really. It's great. Sucks. You're about to end the episode, and we can't until you figure it out. Oh, I know. It's too much of the legal BC bud here, and it's clouded my brain. Um. Uh. Uh. God you damn it! You told me it made Newmelin. New. Uh. Pateri Newmelin. Ah, there he is. He got oh. it. Do you know what's so annoying about that is like I I kept thinking of this. This is how I'm like. This is a picture into Isha's fucked up brain. But I kept picturing my old jersey because like he that was that era of that wild jersey. But my jersey doesn't have a name on it. But I want to put his name on it. But I kept I kept thinking of a blank jersey. I'm like, this isn't helping. It's just blank. I don't know his fucking name. Oh, so much of this episode that's happened so far. All right, we got there. We got there. But yes, um, Jerry Newman. He is rocking 33 in honor of Jerry Newman. That's how I'm choosing to understand it, anyways. Awesome. <laughs> that took way too long for me. And for those that are like, what are you talking about? If you're new here or haven't listened to us for a longer term, Terry Newman holds the record in the NHL for shootout percentage with at least 10 attempts. He is 80 fucking percent. And that's, that's literally crazy. playing like maybe four seasons in the nhl two with the wild (laughs) and i tell you what man i loved that guy he was so fun to watch if you guys go right now and just go to youtube 
Pateri Newman shootout or Pateri Newman wild. Like he had some fun moments. There, there's no, there's no other highlights, but his shootouts. <laughs> that's, that's Pateri uh, I'm pretty, no, I'm pretty sure you get his breakaway goal too. Oh yeah. Yeah. No, you're right. So that one right. I've told this before, but again, for the new ones here, cause I know we've, we've got increase in listenership. So I went to a game unknowing that Pateri Newman was slotted up to forward for the game against the Nashville Predators. And I'm telling like my boys, like we've had him on here before. Brian, who did the stump, the soda pod, our boy, Riley Horgan, who uh, was kind of our connection there to be friends with Travis at Waggle. They're both there with me. And then uh, one of our other uh, high school players. And I'm telling all of them, I'm like this Terry Newman guy. And like me and Horgan were both all about him. And the other two are like, I have no idea who this player is. <laughs> and I see him posted up Ovechkin style at the far blue line. I'm like, guys, look, look, he's over there. He's over there. He's over there. Oh my God. The puck hits there. Oh my God. He got the puck. He's going in. He's going in, pulls his classic move, scores it. And I just lost my goddamn mind. That was so fun. That that's probably the coolest, like, Besides like a win or like anything like that, like that moment was the most fun moment watching a live game that I think I've experienced. And that was one of his two goals that season. <laughs> no joke. <laughs> and the other one probably banked off like a shin pad. He only played three seasons. He played expansion. One with, one with Columbus, Columbus, two with us. And then, yeah, in 07 and 08 with the Wild. Hey, got some playoff games with the Wild. Um, and they went back. He played in Turku a little bit. TPS Turku. Yeah, I know I played overseas after the fact, but yeah. TPS Turku is like the only team I kind of follow in Finland just because like Canucks had... At one point, Canucks had so many prospects go through them and then Sammy Salo became their head coach. So I just kind of continued to uh, to follow them. Fun? Yeah. Sammy Salo, he was one of my favorites. Speaking of fun, fun de- niche defenseman because he was not the greatest defensively but he had that slap shot on the power play <laughs> that he was always def- he was always able to uh to get through but anyways um now that i can sleep tonight yeah getting well, through I'll- that we'll wrap this up uh and yeah it'll be there's not much going on this week because the wild are traveling but it'll be interesting to see and uh report back on everything that goes on in Sweden, some of the, the media hits that the wild do um, the games themselves and uh, yeah, just what the NHL does with this. Cause the NHL they've, they've traveled before, but uh, this ain't the NFL. Okay. I know the NFL does it quite regularly now. So it's going to be interesting to see uh, not only just one team, like or two teams going over there and doing like a series or just, you know, one game, which I've seen like the Canucks do during preseason and things like that. But no, the, there's a there's a chunk and there's a few different teams, so it's gonna be it's gonna be fun. It's gonna be fun, and we'll talk about that next week. Yeah, an important reminder for everyone listening: these are early games. Early Saturday, 10 a.m. Be tuned in for Wild against the Senators, it's and earlier for me, 7 a.m. on oh, Sunday. Fuck. So Isha's not watching that shit because that's 5 a.m. for him. Actually, you'll probably still be up from streaming wrestling or something. Probably. But 7 a.m. Sunday Whew. is uh, wild against the Maple Leafs. So, yeah, that's uh, that's going to kind of mess up my whole weekend, but we'll get through it. Honestly, it's 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 fun every now and then to oh. do that, to hey. do that stuff. Seventh Ave, 7 a.m. breakfast pizza. Everyone needs to have one. I'm going to have three. And you got to <laughs> get <laughs> the bloody mix 
and get some Northland vodka. Now, if you're more of a screwdriver, whatever, fine. Get orange juice. I don't care what you get. Just make sure it's with Northland vodka. You gotta. And we'll see. Uh, Limited participation in the first one, but obviously first showing of it altogether. Betteredge.com slash SodaPod. Go there now. Sign up if you haven't. Again, zero deposit required. Free $20 upon sign-up that you can throw in, whether it's on wagers you want to do or the competitions that we're going to be doing moving forward, where you get to pick the money line for the matchup. So that is, or yeah, that is just who wins, who loses. There is the puck line, which is plus one and a half, minus one and a half. There's over-under, and then a bunch of player props in there too. Over-unders for points, over-unders for goals. You have to pick 10 out of an allotted probably 15 or so options. And whoever comes out with the most, winner takes all. So $5 entry, which again, if you use your free $20, boom, there goes a fourth of it. And if you win, look at that. You're already in the green. If you lose, you got three more attempts, baby. (laughs) But definitely, yeah, three more attempts. It's perfect. But uh, yes, so please be on the lookout. We'll be doing more of those this year. We just kind of got some of the stuff figured out for this past one. So we will be sure to let you know on social when those are dropping. There you go. Big shout out to Better Edge. Love working with them. And uh, even here in Canada, even here in Canada, I'm repping my Wago Golf Tuke. As, uh, it's not as cold as Minnesota. But oh, it's your beanie. Cold. Yeah. It's been it's been pretty cold out here as well. So uh, uh, SP ten broken already. Like, are you back on Celsius and forgot everything about Fahrenheit? No, it's about forty two Fahrenheit. I'm actually I'm actually on Fahrenheit, and everyone's talking Celsius now, and I'm like, oh my god! I know that's why I'm saying. By the time you come back here, you're going to be broken. No, because all my devices and everything are all Fahrenheit. So I'm like, it's like your your temperatures are going to be off. Your distances are going to be off. Your time is going to be off. Your whole life is going to be off. Your your weed is gonna be off. Yeah, that's definitely gonna be off. Cause <laughs> I f- your brain <laughs> yeah. will be on. That'll be good. <laughs> that that will be good. Cause just just like how BC is years <laughs> behind craft beer, Minnesota's years behind the weed. But anyways, well, that's from a legislative perspective for sure. Even even from <laughs> potency, we'll say. But uh, that's well, for- right. But it's they can't really do it here. Yeah. <laughs> bc it's been legal even before it was legal that's true yeah it was (laughs) all right guys thank you so much for listening as always uh join us live wednesday on the soda pod youtube channel for judd's buds 6 p.m central time for all the minnesota fans listening and thank you to all the new subscribers and listeners as well who've migrated over to the podcast uh thank you so much for supporting us on youtube we will have more clips dropping every single day from our podcast as well as some shorts as hoppies now on the it's sunny short game there which is <laughs> which is gonna be awesome. I mean, you, one of you the have, things that i posted was from sunny so <laughs> you have enough dennis reynolds uh you know material to to literally last you like two years worth of shorts. yeah problem is so far i've already done a dennis reynolds i've done a semi-pro and then i did a chris farley so like i'm all over the map but they're good i should the one that I just did, the the Gus Bus one, I think is my favorite. But there you go, there you go. So we'll check start. us out on YouTube, and whenever we're live streaming and we do regular live streams, like I said, every Wednesday, six p.m. Uh, don't forget to join us as you guys help 
write the script of the show. Appreciate everyone tuning in on Google, Spotify, Apple podcast, uh, whatever podcast app you choose to listen to us from. If you can rate and review, please do so. It just helps us out. It helps the app push us in front of more listeners. With that being said, signing off, I'm Yusha Jomi alongside the state of Hoppy. This has been the Soda Pod presented by Better Edge, 7th Avenue Pizza, Northland Vodka, and Waggle Golf. We good, man? We'll be better when we have a 7 a.m. breakfast pizza on Saturday. You're telling me. You're telling me. Don't fear. Just drink some beer and stay wild.